Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob. Um, we, I literally just before I hit the uh, hit the record button, I found out that uh, Jason Day just won the AT and T Byron Nelson, which means I hit another outright bet. Uh, that's back to back weeks, kids. Um, I hit Wyndham Clark last week at seventy five to one odds. Um, I only bet a half a unit on them, so I won 37 and a half units. Uh, but this week I had Jason Day at 17 to one. Uh, again, I only bet a half unit, so I won eight and a half units. Um, but yeah, that's back to back weeks uh, of what is that? 45 and a half units in two weeks. Uh, solid days work. <laughs> Uh, and then on the other side of that, though, I, let's 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 you know, let's not do what uh, you know news outlets tend to do and not give you the full picture, uh, because I went one, two, three, four, six, right, three, six, yeah, I went one in six <laughs> this weekend. Um, so I had Matt Kuchar to finish top twenty, didn't do it. Loser. KH Lee, top 20. Loser. Yep. Um, Taylor Montgomery outright, obviously didn't hit because Jason Day did. Uh, but I also had a Taylor Montgomery top 10. Oh, I'm sorry, top 20. Loser. Uh, and Tom Kim, top 20. Loser. And Eric Cole, top 20. Loser. Uh, so I went 0 for 5 on my top 20 bets. Uh, but I did hit Jason Day. So I don't know where all these guys finished. Oh, that's a bummer. I kind of wish I didn't look it up. So Eric Cole finished one stroke away from hitting top 20. Tom Kim and Matt Kuchar were three and four strokes respectively. So that's not like that that's close. That's not even close. That's, that's not close. But I could have hit Eric Cole. It's a bummer. Oh, well, I hit Jason Day. So I still finished plus three units on the weekend. So I'll take it. Still still a plus unit day. Uh, and I also hit the Celtics first half money line. Uh, and I have Edmonton tonight in the three-way line so for anyone that doesn't know what that means oh they're gonna win in overtime 60 minutes yeah yeah so basically the that's three, easy the three-way is you can pick either team to win or you can bet tie because the three-way line is only for the first 60 minutes so if you if the game goes to overtime uh and you picked either team to win you lose it doesn't matter so like i have edmonton to win in as a three-way, which means if Edmonton wins in overtime, I still lose, right? So the the caveat there is you get better odds, right? You get a, a lower juice, um, but the team has to win in regulation. <laughs> so, wonder if you should just throw like a quarter on the fucking draw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just as a hedge. Might be worth it, depending on what the odds are. So no, it's not worth it though, because if you think that's the bet, then that's the bet. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So we'll see. I I saw this thing the other day um, that the Celtics first half money line. I think just in the playoffs alone, I'm making these numbers up, obviously, but I think are like nine and three or something like that, or like 10 and two or some in, uh, again, just the first half money line. And I think throughout the season, they were like, I don't know, like 50 something, 15 and and three or something like that. They were, they're whatever it was like the, the article that I read was like the Celtics first half money line has like a ridiculous ROI on it. So I've been betting them um, ever since I read that article and as a first half money line. So it hit today. It didn't hit yesterday, but I think it hit the two games prior potentially. So not bad. And then I'm going to give this out and it's probably going to ruin it because there is going to be a game seven. Um, But you know what? Fuck it. Because it doesn't matter. Even if I lose on it, I'll still be plus on this little, I'm not even going to call it a system. Uh, It's like a bullshit trend. So I've been like, whatever, I'll, I'll throw it out to the masses here. Um, The Seattle Kraken and the Dallas stars, Every single game that they have played in this series, I've put two units on the over, regardless of what it is. Um, Because obviously things have shifted a little bit in the playoffs, right? Seattle um, played very well in the first round of the playoffs. Um, But throughout the season, Seattle had one of the worst save percentage numbers, like on average over 82 games. Um, and the Dallas stars have a high, they're, they're top half of the league, I think in shooting percentage, but their special teams numbers are off the charts. They might have the best power play percentage in the NHL or something like that. Um, so literally every single game through the series, all six games, I've put two units on the over, regardless of what it is. Oddly enough, I think at least four of the six games that have played so far, the total was five and a half and only twice the total was six. Um, And it has literally gone six and oh. So I've won 12 units um, just on that series alone. So like I said, I'm going to bet it again on game seven. That's going to be the time it doesn't hit because I've made it public now. Um, But like I said, even if it doesn't hit at this point, um, whatever, I'll be plus 10 units as a series, you know, across the series. So what do they um, play Monday night? Yes. Yeah. Tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, so, so yeah, that was just a fun little thing that I was like looking at stats and was like, Hmm, you know, season average, Seattle's goaltending is dog shit. Now, again, like I said, Grubauer played very well in round one of the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, law of averages here, right? I'm trying to play. So um, it's worked. It's worked in six games so far. Uh, so now, like I said, they're going to game seven tomorrow night, Monday night. Um, so we'll see what happens. 
I don't know if they advance, they would play. Well, we might not know, right? Because this is game six tonight. Is this game six or game seven for Edmonton and Vegas? I think it's game six. Yeah, I don't think it's seven. Because I think Vegas has a three to two lead. Um, Sounds right. So we wouldn't know who Seattle would play. Oh, depending if if Vegas loses tonight, we still won't know. But they'll they'll play the winner of either team. I think. I think if it's Seattle and Edmonton in the Western Conference Finals, that we'll might see a lot of sevens. That might be another two units on the over, regardless of the number. <laughs> so, I might continue the trend, but if it's I don't know. If it's Seattle and Vegas, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll have to look at the numbers, but off the top of my head, I'm, I'd be pretty pumped with a Seattle Edmonton Western conference finals, as far as just betting the over in every single game. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's my gambling take for the week. You got anything else on gambling? No, Kutcher and Lee suck. Yeah, did you have them too? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I tailed you on those two picks, actually. So. Yep, that was probably the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> Anything we give out on this show is just fucking terrible. Um, all right, so... I gotta uh I wanna I wanna delve into this a little bit more. So we started kind of hashing this out um on our our Twitter group chat between me, you, Vinny, and Jones. Uh shout out to Jones. He he was gonna try and be with us tonight, but uh he got caught up with his in-laws and he couldn't make it. So um RIP to Jones. So there was a a meme, I guess. Yeah, it was. That was a question. And it said, would you rather restart your life at age six with all of the knowledge that you know right now? So everything that you've learned and everything you know up until today, tomorrow you wake up and you're six years old. You're in your six-year-old body. Well, let's better define that. Let's say the time, it's not like tomorrow on May 15th, 2023, you're six years old, right? It's you go back to when you turned six, whatever year that was, right? So for me, that would be 1998, you know, for you would be 1996, right? So let's, right. let's, let's try and define the parameters as much as possible. Yeah, that, that's got to be the parameters. Because if that's yes. not the parameters, then I'm fucking out. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's use that as the parameters. So everything you know up until this date, um, tomorrow you wake up and it's, you know, May 15th, 1996. Um, or you can have $10 million. So I'll give the, so my, my I'd rather go back to, I, I'm going back to 1996. If that's missing the spirit of the question by like, you know, whoever asked it originally, if it's no, 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 you're just six in 2023, then I'm taking the 10 mil now. Right. Yeah. That's um, what was, that's what kind of left up to interpretation. So we're, we're using this though. You can either have 10 million now, or you go back to when you were six with all the knowledge you have now. Right. 
And I think it's a fucking no-brainer. I think you go back with all the, again, all the knowledge you have now. Like, you know the fucking future. Right. So with that, money is not a problem. Now, I know what one of your counterpoints is going to be. So fine, we'll get to that. Money is no problem because you already know what's going to happen. So you can play the game correctly. The other thing that you can do is some of the like non-consequential things. So like I could go back and I could I could attend Florida State. So like I could I could like go to that school, you know, see football, whatever. You literally like, get straight A's in all of your classes from what are you in first grade? From fir- from first grade on, you'd probably end up skipping grades, honestly. Right? Yeah. Like I would imagine. Like if you if you have all of the knowledge that you have right now at 33 years old and now you're a six-year-old, like you're going to skip grades. You're going to be the kid that's fucking 15 and goes to college. You could also, like that's the thing though, you could also even fucking drop out because it doesn't matter. That's true too. Again, money is money's irrelevant in this situation. Yeah. So you get to do all the things that you want to do, how you want to do them, when you want to do them. I also like the idea that it gives us opportunity to go back like a while. So just let me just throw an example out there. We could attend the 1997 Masters. Or I could attend the 1997 Masters. You can't yet. Right, because I can only go back to <laughs> yeah, 1998. Yeah. I could attend the 1997 Masters. You know, it's hard to say for a seven-year-old, but like, you know, there's ways to do things, not do things. Um. So there's like certain experiences that you already know are going to happen. Like you kind of weasel your way into them. There's also certain things like even just as simple as like, I would have prioritized golf when I was like, like real young. Now, I don't know if I would have tried to play professionally because again, in this situation, I don't need money and I have my knowledge now. So I don't really have to play professionally if I don't want to, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. But I could use that like through my developmental years to like potentially try to play certain events, certain tournaments, certain courses, you know, things like that. Um, but even like even on a dumber level, because those are hypotheticals, but like even I like I remember I still like laugh about this when the kids like say something similar. I think it was like my junior year. It would have been my junior year, I think, of high school. We had the opportunity to go to Italy, like school trip, and it wasn't very expensive. It, listen, it wasn't cheap, but like for what it cost to go to Italy, it was not expensive. Yeah, it wasn't like six grand. No, it was probably two. But yeah. um, and that was like everything. And I sat there and I go, Well, I don't really want to go on a trip to Italy with teachers and a bunch of kids that I'm not like friends with. <laughs> nah. I'll stay home and do nothing. Yeah. Over the over April vacation. We'll go drink in Toof's Woods or at Wood Chips. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we'll go drink in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like even like little stuff like that. Like, I like, like, because I know some of my stuff is like hypothetical and a lot of ifs and like six-year-old me is going to have to convince my father that he wants to go to Augusta, Georgia. And when he decides he doesn't want to, <laughs> then I got to convince my mother that we want to go to Augusta, Georgia <laughs> to watch some kid that that's 21 years old that 
you know, people don't even really know. Anyway, so, but like something that just as simple as that, um, I thought was appealing. And then, yeah, I mean, it's like little stuff. Like I could have attended Florida State. I could have went to that national championship game. I, you know, do things. Cause that's it. Cause that, cause like that's the other like part of this is when you have infinity money, which is what this situation provides, you can like, it doesn't matter. Like anything, like none of it, nothing matters. So all those years where it really isn't like important what you do, you can go do anything, anything, any way, anyhow. And that's like kind of what it boiled down to me. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that it definitely provides you with more opportunities, right? And it allows you to redo some things that you probably wish you could redo, right? Throughout your life for various reasons, like whatever it may be. Um, but my thing about it, and this is like my my main counterpoint to it, is yes, on the surface, to me, the going back to six years old and being able to redo everything, it's it's seems like the no-brainer option. But when really? I when I stopped to when I stopped to think about it, I was like, well, wait a second. Think about six-year-olds that you know right now, right? Like, I, would you listen to anything that they had to say? No, and I and so this is where your counterpoint comes into play. Right. Uh, um, your where your counterpoint comes into play is I don't need to act on 1996, right? Because well, if I if I have my knowledge, because right. like because like why would you listen to a six year old? You might not. You might listen to a twelve year old. I worked when I was twelve, so I yeah. had my own money when I was twelve. Yeah. And again, we're going back to 1996. 2008 was the recession. Right. So I'm thinking at at the latest I have until 2008 to really like springboard into what I need to springboard into. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because who's going to buy Amazon stock based off a 6-year-old's recommendation? No. One. Exactly, because so my 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 point, right, is yes, you have all this knowledge at 6, even 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, like you you know all of this stuff that's going to happen but you don't have any of your own actual money right it's not like you have a bank account with like you know however much money like the average american right well i guess the average american doesn't have $500 in their bank account but say if it was right it's not like you have $500 in your bank account when you're 6 years old and you can take your debit card and you can go and like right and also again if we're 1996 the iphone doesn't exist so it's not like you can download the Robinhood trading app and like purchase stock. You need to like go through a stockbroker, right? So it's like, there's these other little caveats that again, like that's why I said on the surface, like immediate thought, oh, obviously I'll go back to six and redo everything. I get to do, to your point, I get to do everything that I wanted to do and I know what's going to happen. So obviously I'll just be a billionaire. But like the caveat to me is that like, quote unquote, dead period, right? Between like six and 13, right? So like you really, once you turn like 13, then you like have the opportunity to start like having your own money and doing all these things. And, you know, still 
that would be what 2002 for you yep. right 2003 2003 um so yeah you still got a little bit of time right you got 5 years before the recession but still at 13 years old like still no iphone so you got to pick up the you got to pick up the landline and call a stockbroker, right? You got to find someone from New York Life or Charles Schwab or, you know, God forbid, well, you you wouldn't because you know, right? You're not going to call Enron. <laughs> but like we could short Enron. You could short Enron, right? Um so it's like all of these things that are a lot more difficult to do without an iPhone, right? Like there's no app to like get all this shit done. So it's like we are in a weird spot. Like 30 years from now, the people that were born in 2010, right? Say say the kids that were born in 2010, if they had the opportunity to go back to when they were six in 2016, I think they have a lot more of an advantage, right? Because it's like maybe 2009, because it's right before the 2016 election. You know, you know what what's going to happen with Trump, you know, all this shit. It's right before COVID. So you can, you know, you can time everything. Like for us, I don't know. I feel like we miss out a little bit on that. And likewise for someone today that might be in their 60s, right? If someone, someone who's like 65 years old today would have been six years old, what, 59 years ago? That's a lot of math. 2023 minus 59. How old That's 1964. So like a 65 year old today would have gone back to 1964. So it's like, in my eyes, that's even harder, right? Like you don't even have color TV yet. So it's like, okay, you know, what's going to happen. Like you, well, that's right after the JFK assassination. So it's like, I'm not sure what the stock markets did after he got assassinated, but like, you can play some stuff, but again, you run into that problem. Like how many 13 year olds do you know that like pick up the phone and call a stockbroker and like make trades and what stockbroker in 2003 is going to accept a call from a 13 year old. And so maybe it's just because of the year I was born. I just look at it. Like I would be 18 in 2008. Right. So th there so is some I, benefit. I get to, it, right? and that, and that's the thing. So I, Amazon stock price was $2.56 at the end of 2008. Yeah, right. So if I know that's coming, right. I might even be able to get it cheaper than that. Not really sure. Yeah. So that, like, that, that's, my, like, that's my only thing. And it's like, if I know that from age six, and now and not to go like full Gary V on everybody, but like, you know, collecting cans and like shit like that, like, Yes. Is it a right. lot of money? No, but I don't need a lot of money. Right. Because right. I'm going to hit everything at the right point. Yeah. Yeah. And to counter my counterpoint, I suppose, um, if you have all Knock of on the doors, knowledge, shovel, fucking shoveling. Exactly. Lawns, so like, like you all that know, stuff. you know, the things you can do to make the money, you know, you can go to a yard sale and you can Gary V your way. Yeah. So actually you could, yeah, yes, years. I could be, yes, you could Gary V your thing, but either, yeah. either way, like things that I did, like, so I was able to work when I was 12 years old. So I got to do that again, but like either way, what like knock on doors, Hey, can I shovel your driveway for whatever right. dollars? Yeah, sure. Like, and I would say probably, 
I don't know what, I don't know if there are any restrictions as to how old you need to be to open a stock account. But like, I would imagine when you're at least 16 or 17, you could convince your parents to be like, yeah. help me open a brokerage yeah. account. Or it's right? like, hey, can like, we go meet with the broker? I want to take this thousand dollars of cash and right. I want to invest it. But if you have a seven-year-old that's like, hey, go, let me go talk to a stockbroker. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. My first exactly. question is going to be like, how the fuck do you even know what that is? <laughs> right. Now, the other thing too is like, I got to imagine... At some point, if you continue to be right, you know, if you're right all the time when you're six and you're right all the time when you're seven. Right. And you're like, hey, watch this kid at the Masters. And then it's like, okay, all right, kid. And then like before the 2001 season, you know, there's this fourth quarterback who's a little bit pudgy playing for the New England Patriots and be like, that's the guy. Yeah. Then it's going to start to be like. How is he always right? And yeah. maybe he's onto something. And you know what? He has his own stack of money. Your fucking funeral, kid. Yeah. 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 So it's it's one of those, like, it could even turn into, like, a real slippery slope. Because I feel like you'd be able to convince your parents, right? Like, if you could convince anybody, like, the only, the people that would be the most trusting of you and your knowledge would be your own parents, right? Like, right. so if you could sit there and you could do, like, long division at six years old and you can tell them things like you said like you have predictions on what's going to happen in the future and they're correct and you can sit there and do a profit and loss sheet for like a theoretical business which is actually your real business in 2023 but you already have the knowledge and you can do that i feel like you could convince your parents that like hey listen like I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but like yesterday I was living in 2023 and like today I'm stuck in a six-year-old body and uh, it's, it's fucking whatever, 20 year, 20 something years ago, all this uh, crazy shit. You're basically like Stewie. I imagine it's like Stewie, yeah, family kinda. guy. You're like a child, but like you're a genius, right? Yeah. So I feel like you could probably at least convince your parents, but- you need to be able to trust your parents. And like, we can say that we would do this, but like, we don't know because they've never been in that situation. Like, are your parents going to be able to keep that shit under wraps? Right? Like, are they going to like mention it to one of their friends on their like coffee break or, you know, like, oh, or like tell one of your aunts or uncles. And then, then words like all it takes is like one little thing. And now all of a sudden, like your cover's blown and now you're fucked. Right? So it's like, it's a kind it could be a very delicate situation about how you how you would have to handle it. So the other thing too, you got to remember, like because in the hypothetical, back to the original question, it's 10 million now or it's go back. Right. There is no option C where I have 10 million dollars at age 40, right? Right, right, right. So that's why it's like the like. I don't I don't necessarily necessarily look at it like, like I don't need 10 million dollars today. Right. So if I go back and, and again it's like in the in the hypothetical like I assume I'm making 10 million dollars in some capacity some way somehow something like there's many ways like if you even just like generally speaking like September 8th of 2001, you just load up on defense companies. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Or like you like, yeah, I got an inkling here. And I, I understand. I understand it's a little far fetched. The whole situation's far fetched. So that's why as an eleven year old I get to make eleven year old, I get to make these like leaps. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, that's too young. Okay. Well, <clears throat> fine. Say late 2003, you know, I'll try to find some like clean energy stuff right before Al Gore starts doing God knows what with his shit. <laughs> okay. Nope. Still too young. Understood, man. I got it. I will somehow figure out how to short the housing market in 2006 and 2007 leading into 2008. Steve Carell did it in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Leading into 2008. Now, at, at this point, you don't get to say shit because I'm 18 at this point. So, right. You want to say I miss all that stuff? Fine. No problem. 2008 is where I make my move. Yeah. And remember, and so I was fortunate, but I was able to, again, I was able to work at 12 years old. So, did I have like thousands and thousands of dollars? Or no, actually, I might have, but like, you know, when most people are looking at like, oh, well, I got to I got to pay for school and I got to pay for this. It's like, fuck that. I ain't going. You don't have to go to college. I don't have to go. You already went. <laughs> Effectively. Yeah. I don't have to work. Like, that's the way I'm looking at this is I don't have to work. Right. I fucking literally almost get to, or I, I, I get to work like doing whatever. And it's like, if I choose to go to college, yeah, I get to choose where I want to go and what field I get to do. Right. Um, or like, I don't even know, like, do you even need to go to college or do insurance? Like you could run an insurance agency and get like insurance, whatever the fuck certified. Yeah. You could be a real estate agent, right? Yeah. You definitely need a degree for that. Yeah. Sell houses. That's how I'm looking at it. So it's like in the situation, it's like, oh, well you might not make like, like based on your timeline, you might not make the 10 million by today. It's like, okay. So I get to do, I like, I get to take some opportunities to go like do some things that I didn't do when I was a kid, when they would have been a good opportunity. And I get to make my 10 million at some point. Who gives a fuck. Right. Right. So, I mean, I looked at it. So I just did the quick math, $10 million today and say the, I think the average lifespan for a male in the United States is like 81 years old or something like that. Um, or it might even be 79. But whatever, I just I, I rounded it to 50 years anyway. So say like both of us live another 50 years, um, that would be $200,000 a year that you could effectively live off of with $10 million today. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, you, you go through the whole thing, you could do the what would you know, what would I do? I the opportunity to kind of like go back and redo some things sounds like really appealing. Right. But like, <clears throat> I don't know, like, would you, would you try and keep it under wraps or would you go like more public with it? Most likely based on my personality. I don't think I would fucking tell anybody. <laughs> the only like, would you even tell your parents? The only people who would, well, if I needed them. Yeah. Or like, but yeah, you know what? I would have had to though. Cause I would have been a smart ass still. It would have been like one of those things. Like I would have been, it's almost like fucking uh, like Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you have to do your math homework. Do you know how fucking easy this is for me? This is a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That, like, that's how it would be. It's like, do you, like, 
It's like, oh, did you? It's like, oh, did you do your history homework? You know that doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking smart ass. <laughs> but I don't know because it's like I was gonna say, like I know I I know like I have the knowledge where I don't have to go to school. Maybe I do, and like you know, again, like maybe I go to Florida State and measure measure major. <laughs> maybe maybe I major in English, learn how to fucking speak. <laughs> But I don't know, like maybe I go into like a real major and not fucking exercise science. Yeah. Yeah, who knows, right? Like, I mean, you have the opportunity to, like you said. It's certainly interesting. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, th- clearly, you know, people watching or listening can tell, like I, I spend a lot of time thinking about a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> um but like in this scenario, like all of that would come up, right? Like, would you tell someone? Would you not? How would you do it? Like I said, the slippery slope of like, if it becomes public, your cover could be blown. Uh, who knows what would happen after that, right? People would think you're like some weird fucking time traveler, or like an alien or something. Someone might try and assassinate you. Like who Who knows? Who the fuck knows, right? Um, so like all of that, my response, you just give me the $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the 10 mil. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So much less fun. It is. It's significantly I think, I think, less I think fun. part of it is it's like, so a couple, couple of things that I got that I missed out on as a kid was definitely travel. So I, I would like go back and I would be adding 27, 27 years of travel or ish. Yeah. Cause again, it's like, as a six-year-old, I'm not really doing anything. Yeah, as a six-year-old, you're not going to tell your parents, hey, listen, we're going to fucking Savannah next yeah. week. Or like, we're going to New Orleans. Let's plan this trip. Yeah, well, see, I would have <laughs> known, but I would have known. Yeah. Because I have the knowledge. I wouldn't have gone to New Orleans until 2001. Right. Definitely not in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. So I don't, I don't know. It's like some of the things like I looked like, it, like if I had the knowledge I have now, it's like, I would have, I would have tried to be, be I would like probably would have tried to be a little bit better in, in the sports that I did play when I played them. Probably would have tried to travel a little bit more. And again, it's like, you give me that knowledge in a 27 year do over. I better make plenty of money. There's no problem there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because I have these luxuries. It's like, it's like, oh, do I regret not like traveling when I was younger? It's like, no, dude, I didn't have the opportunity to. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no like regret. Yeah. Like I was a dumbass kid. I deal with them all day. (laughs) You know what I just thought of though, too? My own logic that I applied to my argument, what I would have to, like stay consistent. So the whole like cover being blown would be a lot harder in 2003 because there is no, there's no YouTube, there's no Twitter, there's no social media. Right. So like you could tell your parents and you could get them to buy in. And even if they do tell your aunt or uncle or cousin, or let it slip to someone, like there's a lot lower of a chance that you go like quote unquote viral, right? Because that's not a thing. 
that doesn't really become a thing until like 2012 maybe ish i think instagram came out in 2012 e-bombs world yeah <laughs> um um facebook 2008 would probably be like the, the earliest it would be possible yeah but did things really i mean i truthfully i don't remember but like did things go viral on facebook in 2008 like, not really i was just thinking like what is like really the earliest it could be i just mm. don't think anything but i think 2008 is the very earliest and facebook would have been the platform yeah. and i think twitter was 2009 or 2010 it was probably around the same time it's just it wasn't bigger i mean like i didn't even sign up for twitter until 2013 yeah same i think i signed up for twitter in either 2012 or 2013 and then obviously instagram i know like 99 percent sure that was in 2012 um oh wow because uh, so your Twitter tells you when you joined. I joined in May of 2011. Yeah, that's so when I joined Twitter. Before me. Yeah. The other thing so, too is like in this in this stupid hypothetical, like if you really wanted to, like you could invent Uber before Uber. That's that's actually really true. So like I was thinking, like I was thinking of that too. Like you, you can, can have just, these ideas. Yeah, you can you, undercut. Yeah. You can yeah. undercut something. Yeah. So like, yeah, if you really want to drill me and be like, there's no way that you can sign up for a brokerage account before 2008. Okay, fine. Got it. I still have the recession to work with and any company that hadn't been invented yet, but I knew what it turns into. I could just do it first. Yeah. That's true. That's so, a very fair point. Yeah. I don't know when Uber became a thing. I think but, I want to say the first one I took was when I was out of undergrad. I want to say it was after 2012. So I don't know when the yeah. company formed. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you could invest in Netflix, right? I mean, imagine investing in Netflix. Short blockbuster. It, yeah. <laughs> if you invest in Netflix in 2007 when they're still mailing people DVDs across the country. Like, I don't know when their streaming service started. That might not have been like till 2015 ish. I think it was before, roughly. That, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when streaming became a thing, right? Probably a little earlier than you think, but because I think Daredevil came out in 2015. Oh, really? I think so. Huh. I have to feel, I also feel like all those shows got canceled in like 2018. It's been like fucking six years. Yeah, I see. I do this a lot. I do this thing where, like, I think 2015 was like four years ago. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's almost 10 years ago. <laughs> it's what, eight years? Um, wow. So Netflix started streaming in 2007. That must have been like minimal people using that. Yeah. Look at TiVo. TiVo. <laughs> TiVo was a joke in Tropic Thunder. That was 2008. Yeah. That's so hilarious. Fucking TiVo. I remember that. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. YouTube launched in 2005. Um, 
The iPhone came out in 2007. How about just as simple as putting fucking vodka sodas in a can? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to time that one, though. I mean, you could have the product. You know when you time it? When Four Loco got fucking canceled. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That was 2010. I remember because that was my freshman year of college. We we got my, my first semester freshman year. We had the real Four Loco. And then, like, it got canceled like that, like, during that semester, I think. So I, I never got a full a full year of the real Four loco. But then there was, like, black market shit, right? Like, people would go and, like, when it was getting canceled, people would go and, like, buy cases of it. And then, like, they would, like, resell it, right? Like, there was a kid who lived on, I think it was, like, Spring Street. And uh, he had, like, six cases, of like the OG four loco and whatever it was, say like a can sold for like seven bucks, he would sell it for like 15 <laughs> and kids would buy it because they wanted the OG four loco. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity there. I'm still going to take the 10 million though. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the 10 million today. I'm all set. I'll work for it. I don't care. <laughs> That's fine. I'm lazy. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I mean, so like I, I said, the average American male lives, I think, to 81. But say for argument's sake, I I fuck, I hope I don't live to be 95, but say I do live to be 95. Um, that's another 64 years. So if you divide $10 million by 64 years, that's still over $150,000 a year. So, I mean, again, today, if someone handed me $10 million today, it's not like I'm going to take it, put it in a fucking savings account and draw money every time I need it. I'm going to invest a bunch of it, right? Like I'm going to be like, you know what? Maybe I'll take $2 million to, to fuck around with for the next couple years right um or less i'd probably be surprised at how quickly i could spend two million dollars but um take the eight million dollars invest it and then you live off the dividends right because who knows what you know how much that could be depending on what you invest in um you could probably live off the like lowballing say you invest eight million dollars off dividends maybe you could make again lowballing conservative $50,000 a year, right? On dividends. I feel like that's reasonable. It's Dude. probably higher, but like, okay, so now I have $8 million invested somewhere. I'm I'm receiving $50,000 a year and I have $2 million in a fucking slush fund that I can just fuck around with and like buy shit with. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd, I'd be in a pretty good spot. For the next, hopefully not 64 years. <laughs> That'd so be an interesting... Uh, okay. I was going to say, I was just trying to think. I'm like, where would I live if I, if someone gave me $10 million today? Yeah. Well, that's that's when I, when I stopped myself and said I'd probably be surprised at how quickly I could spend $2 million. I would probably buy multiple houses. <clears throat> like I would probably buy... A house in Arizona. 
Yeah, but that doesn't work in your situation. Because in your situation, you're taking the two mil, but the other eight mil is tied up to only make you the 50K a year. Right. You're still working. Yeah, I would get a part-time job somewhere. If I work part-time making $30,000 a year, some doing something, I'm making $80,000 a year. So I, like I get to work. Si- I like my situation even more now. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, I wonder where I would live. I don't know. Yeah. Someone gives you $10 million today, though. I guess you get to like shop, shop the country. I don't, I don't even know. That's what I mean, right? Like I'm, I'm. I'll pr- I'm good. Probably keep the house I have now, right? I'd I'd probably buy a house in Arizona, um, maybe one in Florida. Um, if I could convince Michaela that to never fucking come back to the state again, I yeah, would. or Hawaii. Amy just reminded me Hawaii. I would pro- I would one thousand percent buy a house in Hawaii. I don't know where I would go. That's the hard thing. <clears throat> then it would be the hard part actually would be deciding where I'm going to spend most of my time, right? Like if I'm buying, if I'm buying houses in Hawaii and Arizona and Texas and Florida and all these cool well, places, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'd probably, so, I'd probably never live in Massachusetts, right? Like why the fuck would I come back to Massachusetts? Obviously you're doing this on the fly. Yeah. The four places that you just chose, none of them make any fucking sense with each other. No. Why would you buy Florida, Texas, Arizona, Hawaii? doesn't make any sense so i can hit all the time zones <laughs> keep myself in permanent jet lag <laughs> yeah i was just say yeah time zones yep yep you hey you nailed time zones but Covered like, all the time zones <laughs> you haven't found any place that's night or any place that gives you any relief during the summer <clears throat> that's fair all of those places are fucking oppressive well, well, I, don't know, no, I don't know what hawaii arizona is arizona is fine in the summer Northern Arizona Which and part? Flagstaff, Northern Arizona, like is and that that's your permanent place. Um, no, that might be like the winter place. Oh God! So now we got two places in Arizona. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, I see what you meant when you said permanent. I thought you meant like my permanent residence, like where I spend what is it, one hundred and eighty-three days a year, or something a like shit. that. No, no, yeah. no. Where, where, like when you say because when you said Arizona, I was just thinking Scottsdale because that's. No, I would I would probably go flag in the Flagstaff area. That would be where I would because then if I have a house in Flagstaff, it's easy enough for me to get to Scottsdale, right? Like, yeah, but you own four houses. Why the fuck are you gonna drive like five hours south? I would fly. Maybe I'll buy a PJ or I'll rent I'll rent one on NetJets. <laughs> May as well just buy it. Get a pilot's yeah. license. Yeah, sir. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll get a pilot's license. <laughs> You don't need these houses. Anyway, where and yeah, where are you staying in no? Um so I would probably I would say I would nix Texas and probably Florida, right? So realistically, I would I would want again, I would 100 percent have a house in Hawaii and Arizona. Um and then the one here, right? Like I'd keep here. How much time I would spend here in Massachusetts? Very fucking little. For me, hopefully, um, it would be fucking none. Yeah. But I, because then it's also very easy to travel from Arizona to Hawaii. 
it's probably like a, I think it's like a five or a six hour flight, which is like the equivalent of flying from Boston to San Diego. So yeah. So anyone out there that's listening, if you want to just give me $10 million, um, I'll, be, I'll be pretty good at spending it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's then, like, and then what golf courses am I joining? Yeah, that's the other thing too. Which, which courses are you going to join? You'd have well, I mean, for me, it would have to be, um, something in Arizona and Hawaii, right? Like, I because that's where I'm going to spend my time. Like, if I spend most of my time between Arizona and Hawaii, I'm not going to join fucking Whale Hollow. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. That doesn't make any sense. That would be I, that might even be harder. Yeah, because where I live would have to reflect where I'm going to play golf. That's that's true. That's a really good point. I'm trying to Google how much the dividend would be on an eight million dollar investment. Because <laughs> now I'm curious. I think the other funny thing too is like you would think that you could join anywhere with $10 million. And I just don't, I, I think you still are not rich enough to join wherever you want. Yeah. At 10 mil. So, okay, let's get wild. Um, so this is going to be an oversimplified example, but I found a dividend calculator. Um, so let's see what um, what we come up with here. So <clears throat> Jesus. So all right for. And this is like, again, oversimplified. So straight across across the board, if it was one stock with an average price of $100 and you bought $8 million worth of this one stock and you held it for 50 years with a dividend yield of 3%, which I think is like kind of normal. Um, and a tax rate, I, I, I know the tax rate would probably end up being 15%, but I bumped the tax rate up to 30% just because um, your dividends after 50 years, you would make $17 million. So again, that's over 50 years. So if you divide 17 million over 50, 28 you would K make, a month. Yeah, you would make $340,000 a year. So that part-time job that I thought I was going to have, yeah, that could fuck right off. <laughs> if I invest, and again, that's it would be different, right? Because you're not going to invest $8 million in one stock. That's fucking stupid. Um, but again, on averages here, if you invest $8 million on a $100 stock, and you hold it for 50 years with a 3% yield um, or return yield, over the lifetime of that fifth, that 50 years, you would net $17 million after a 30% tax too. So that's taxes taken out, which 
I'm pretty sure. Uh, or maybe you do get taxed on dividends. I'm not sure. I don't know tax law, but I think that's how like millionaires get away with not paying taxes because they don't technically have an income, right? They live off of like the dividends that they pull from their stock or something. I don't know. I know that's like a loophole for like, that's why everyone hates billionaires, right? Because they they don't pay taxes for, I don't know. And again, that's the other thing too. If I have $8 million in the bank, I'm paying an accountant to find every single tax loophole that he could find. Um, so yeah, if I'm if I'm bringing in 340, let's even drop it a little bit. Let's say 250, right? Let's say a $250,000 a year in dividends. I ain't fucking working. No, you don't have to work, but unfortunately, that's not PJ money. It's not. But like that also might not be for residence money. Well, I assuming again I take the two million off the top up front to like fuck around with. Yeah, there's ongoing costs there. You can buy like say I get a house in Arizona that's like four hundred thousand dollars and one in Hawaii that's like call it six hundred thousand. That's a million bucks right there. Cash. Now that I don't I don't have to pay a mortgage, right? It's a lot in travel. Yeah. But I'm making $250,000 a year. Yeah. Which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I know guys who make that and they can't PJ around the country or whenever they want, however they want. Yeah. So, all right, cool. I don't PJ. That's fine. It's 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 weird though. It's weird to say like making a quarter million dollars a year, like not being a lot, but like to talk stupid. Sneaky, not a lot. Yeah. Right. Like it's a lot. It's a lot for like people like you and me, right? But like <clears throat> in the grand scheme of like a lot of money like it's not that much money. no like but that's the thing it's like in the grand scheme of things you can't own four residences and travel to the mall whenever you want right with that right although i guess you get a little more wiggle room because you quite literally don't have to save any of your money if you don't want to yeah but then you gotta get your own health insurance which is based on income. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of dumb shit. So I don't know. I like the 10 million bucks up front. Just give it to me now. It's less work. I don't have to convince people as an eight-year-old to buy Amazon stock or short the housing market <laughs> in 2006. <laughs> I actually accept I welcome the challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> I welcome it. Sounds pretty good, huh? We just spent like almost a full fucking hour talking about like one stupid meme that I saw on the internet. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, hey, if you're watching or listening on YouTube after you uh after you subscribe to the show and hit the thumbs up, let us uh, let us know what you would do. Find us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod or us, Sarcasm underscore Speaks on Twitter. We can start a debate. We can just argue back and forth about which way is better. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, let's see. Um, you know what I would do with all that money, actually, and I'm because I'm contemplating doing it now, is and I don't have a fraction of that money. Um, is starting my own hot sauce. So I've had this idea for a while. I would say a few months, potentially close to like six months. I've had this idea of like making my own hot sauce. Um, and at first I was like, I'll just like buy the shit and like make my own hot sauce and like keep it in like a fucking mason jar or something in my, you know what I mean? Like, I just want like, cause I like, I like hot sauces. Like that's kind of like, I don't know, I guess that's kind of like my thing. Like I, at any time you can like open the fridge and there's anywhere from four to eight different bottles of hot sauces that I have like going at the same time. Everything from like uh, pineapple habanero to um, there was like a creamy jalapeno basil one that was pretty good or no jalapeno garlic, I think was what it was. There was a serrano and basil one um, that was good. Um, all of these I've had um, Caribbean ghost pepper, which is like, it's got like that Caribbean jerk flavor to it, but it's hot as fuck because it has ghost peppers in it. Like I love all of it. Right. Um, I have had one that was like a, a blueberry ghost pepper. Um, not a huge fan of it, but it comes in like a four pack. Um, so it's like, not like I really get a choice, but like, it's definitely my least favorite of the four. Um, one, because like, I'm not a huge blueberry guy and two, because like, obviously the ghost peppers are hot as fuck. Um, but it's, it's fine. Right. I don't hate it. It's just like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to drink, if I'm going to eat something with a ghost pepper one, I'm going to get like the Caribbean jerk flavor or like some other one. So again, I like, I like hot sauces, right? Like I, and after a while, like I just started like reading the ingredients on the bottle more just out of like curiosity, like what's in here. Like, I really like this one. Um, and I'm like looking at the ingredients and I go, these are like really fucking easy. It's literally like whatever pepper you have, right? Like call it a, a habanero, right? And then it's like orange juice, pineapple, apple cider vinegar, uh, you know, citric acid and whatever the fuck, red pepper flakes or something. You know what I mean? Like none of it on any of the bottles that I read was like, what is that? Like, that's wild. And then I go, this seems like pretty straightforward that I could like figure this out. So I would say I've accelerated my idea over the last like two weeks. Um, and I've been reading a lot on how to actually bottle your own hot sauce. And it's not overly complicated. Um, there's a few things that you need to make sure that you do. Uh, and then there's some things that are like suggested, right? Um, but it's not like super difficult. Um, one of the recommendations is to actually boil the peppers or like put them in boiling water before you seed them. Because that's the other thing I saw is like you have to seed them. Because if you leave the pepper, like the full body pepper with all the seeds and you like grind it up to make the sauce, the, it turns out the seeds are actually really bitter in like they're like they're just plain taste is very bitter and it'll fuck up your whole sauce. 
So by boiling the peppers before you seed them and cut them, um, I guess it like draws the capsaicin from those seeds into the meat of the pepper. So it makes like the meat of the pepper a little bit more spicy. So you get more of that flavor because like for anyone that doesn't know, I guess the seeds are where all the, most of the spices, right? Like the, the meat of like the fruity body, if you will, um, doesn't hold as much of the spice as the seeds, which if you've ever taken a bite out of, out of a jalapeno, you would know that, right? Because jalapenos are kind of like the easier ones. So if you take a bite out of it and you don't get any of the seeds, you might be like, oh, these aren't even that spicy. But if you get a bunch of seeds, you're going to be fucking, you know, you're going to be pretty hot. Um, then like some other just like straightforward things, right? For like sanitation and actually like pasteurization purposes, they say to once you bottle the sauce, um, you put it back into a pot of boiling water for a few minutes uh, and get the get the uh, the contents inside hot. And then you're actually supposed to flip the bottle upside down because the liquid inside the bottle is so hot, you're killing the bacteria. And when you flip it upside down, that liquid now touches the inside of the cap. So anything that might've like any bacteria that might've been inside the cap will die. Um, so like little tiny things here and there that are like the tips and tricks to like make sure that the hot sauce actually lasts for more than like two weeks. Um, again, not overly difficult and also not overly expensive. Um, I found a case of 24, they're called woozy bottles. That's just like the type of bottle. It's like a traditional five ounce, um, hot sauce bottle. You can get a case of 24 woozy bottles, I think on Amazon for like 27 bucks. It's like just over a dollar a bottle. Um, they sell the labels for I think it's like 60 cents a label and you get them in a pack of like 120. Um, so, I mean, just starting out, I would just write on it with a Sharpie, right? Like, so that's, so that's my plan, right? So that's like the little behind the scenes. So like my actual plan is to like start doing this and like making it. Um, and then I'm going to like, obviously test it out myself, but I'm going to actually like send it out to people. So like I can send you a bottle, right? Anyone that's listening or watching, um, if you guys are interested, let me know. I think the the first one I'm going to attempt to make is so again I'm I don't have any like specific recipes either so it's all it's a lot of like trial and error so obviously I'm going to record everything um that I do so I know but um the first one I think I'm going to try is going to be a pineapple habanero um just because that's one of my favorite in general types of hot sauce um so yeah I'm going to, I'm going to try and do it. I'm going to send it out to some people. And then like, if enough people like it, I might, uh, I might just start trying to sell the shit. Right. Cause it's not, again, it's not overly hard. You need like a blender, the ingredients and a fucking sauce pot with boiling water. Like it's, it's not hard. Have you made anything yet? No, I just bought the ingredients yesterday at Market Basket. And obviously, like yesterday we had um we had a first communion and today was Mother's Day. So I haven't been home for enough time 
to actually do it. Um, but this week I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give it a whirl. All right. We'll see. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've, I've tried to look at like all the, the cost things of it too. Like you can get small shipping boxes and this is all like just on Amazon, right? This isn't like, you know, going to Uline and buying like a stack of a hundred boxes, right? It's like, you can get, I think it was um, 25 small shipping boxes on Amazon for, uh, I didn't save it, but I think it was like 30 bucks, right? Again, it's like just over a dollar a box. Um, I can get a pH meter because you're also supposed to check the pH of it and make sure it's low enough that things won't grow in it. Um, it's got to be like a 4.6 or below um, with the pH meter. You can get a pH meter on Amazon for 13 bucks. Um, you know, you get one of those like candy thermometers, you know, the th you just, it's a thermometer that has a clip on it that you like put in the pot just to like measure the, the yeah, liquid. Right. I got one. I got one for the fryer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like 10 bucks. Right. So like, it's not a lot of overhead up front. Uh, so we'll see, you know, it's going to be a lot of math, right. And again, it's going to be some trial and error. Cause they're also like, they're only five ounce bottles. So like, if you do the math with the case of 24, it comes out to be 120 ounces. So it's like, I'm probably not going to try and make 24 bottles of one kind first. I probably won't even bottle it first. No, to be at totally first honest. you don't even bottle it until I'm gonna you just, have something that you like the taste right. of. I'm going to make something right. And then I'm going to taste it. And then I'll be like, okay, and, well, and then this works once, or it doesn't. Once there's, I would, I would assume that once you find something you like the taste of, you could even mason jar it, right? When you're just giving it to people, right? Those are easy to work with, yeah. And then you can worry about like an actual bottling process, right? Yeah, with the caveat of like giving it like like a small little mason jar, like the four ounce mason jar, yeah, or whatever guys. they are. Um, with the caveat of like, hey, this hasn't been pasteurized, so like use it within a week or just throw it away, right? Like if you don't like it, just throw it away. But like, don't try to use it like three weeks from now because it hasn't been treated. <laughs> so, was that? Yeah. Yes, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. So if, I'd, have, again, I'd have more for you, but you haven't started yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> so again, if someone wants to give me that $10 million. <laughs> would you still make the hot sauce? Maybe that would be my job, right? Because I would need a hobby, right? Like that's it. Like I'd play golf every fucking day. I mean, I would too until like my body broke down and then I would have to be like, oh, then maybe I'll play five days a week. <laughs> I play every fucking day. Um, so yeah, you can just go ahead and give me that $10 million and I'll uh, give you a hot sauce company. That's good. Before you've even made a batch, now you have a company to sell to someone for 10 million. <laughs> yeah, of course.
obviously it's going to work. You don't, yeah, how, you don't, how, how could it not? Yeah. It's a solid idea. <laughs> hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. You want to, uh, you want to start wrapping this up or you got anything else? We can wrap this up. All right. What do you got? Um, so in my adventures of last week, I already told you, I told you, told everyone else I got to play Brayburn. Mm-hmm. I also got to play Black Rock Country Club in Hingham last week. Um, one of our athletes is, a, is an assistant pro, or one of our old athletes is an assistant pro there. So we got out with him. And uh, Black Rock Steel is it's a little bit newer, but why most people have heard of it is because that's where Belichick lives. Um, so my knowledge of Hingham is minimal at best. Um, I know that they have Black Rock, which is a newer golf course. They have Boston Golf, which is an older golf course. So, they in also terms have of the Weather golf, Vane, too. I think Weather Vane's technically in Weymouth. Um, okay. They have South Shore, which yeah. is semi at this point. Um, so, you know, truthfully, outside of it being nice, like, I don't know what to make of it. But the fact that people live there, actually makes me cautious because I'm not really the biggest fan of some of these courses that have houses like on the property. Cause that means it's a lot of OB. It's a lot of tight. Yep. It ends up making the golf a little bit goofy. Um, especially if the course was there first and the houses came second. Yeah. It's better when it all kind of goes in at once. Um, cause if the golf course gets the proper amount of space, it can work. So like this course is like Ipswich and Cape club of Sharon. I just don't like the golf courses. There's OB on both sides, you know, tons of houses, you know, if you miss your spot, it's OB and it, it's like a whole fucking thing. Yeah. So they're not my favorite places generally. So I do, I like, I I figured it would be nice. I didn't know how I was going to like the golf course. But that being said, the houses aren't like right on the property. They're a little set of ways, which is good. It feels like the course has the space that it needs to be a golf course and not just, you know, something that's within a housing development. Um, and overall, I mean, again, it's newer and I think it might've been, I don't know who designed it. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's not, it's not our boy, Donnie. Um, <laughs> it's not a Donald Ross. No, it's too new, too new for him. Um, but it felt like a lot of the courses that are in Plymouth or the Cape. So similar feel there. Houses weren't too close. Everything else was good. Um, and it wasn't like too, too spread out. The front's a little spread out, but not too bad. Like the Bay Club in Mattapoisett is like impossible to walk. <laughs> Black Rock, you can walk. It's just annoying. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, so a tough couple days for me last year, uh, last week, Brayburn and uh, yeah. Black Rock back to back days. Man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you do it. Stuff. It was yeah, kind of a burden. Yeah. Oh, I don't envy you. <laughs> I did have to say I had to sit in a lot of traffic. 
yeah, for, for both rounds. <laughs> Fantastic. How did you play well? Yeah, I think I shot 79. Um, yeah, I mean, played good enough. Yeah. I didn't put, I didn't like punch any of my stats in, so I don't really know like where exactly it went or didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I had, a, I know I had a water ball because it was just like a really fucking hard shot that it asked for. I don't know. Nothing like, again, like nothing too crazy. I will say 16, 17, 18 are really, really fucking hard holes. It is like a really hard stretch to finish. Yeah. Like I think it was like water or what make what's <clears throat> so I want to say the yardage. Oh, do I? No, I don't have them. Maybe I do have them. I want to say one of the holes is like 448 yards par four. Um, so 16 is 442 water. On the approach, you can bail out to the right, but uh, then you're chipping. Right. Um, 17's 407, wind at you, and 18 is 448. Those are all par fours. Wow. And that is not playing the tips. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. So... It was good though. Some idiot will probably be like, oh, great, great, great closing stretch of holes. I'm like, no. Hard closing stretch of holes. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. So just when you're checked out and you have no fucking gas left, here comes a fucking massive ass kicker. I don't think so. <laughs> Some people Maybe. say like with 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 match play, the best finishing holes are. I don't know if it's in I don't know if there's a specific order, but I think it's a reachable five. A short three and a drivable four. That's how they like to finish. Like, <laughs> um, I think it's like the I think it's like considered like the best template for finishing like match play events or something. Hmm. Which is hard to say though, because some matches don't even you get might to not 16. even get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Again, I don't know if there was like a specific order to those. Like, I would hate for 18 to be, like, 100 yards. Like, that kind of sucks. 17, 16, fine, but... Right, right. 18 as a drivable four is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it would be, because then you're like, all right, giddy up, let's go. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. Tough life you got there. Yeah, it was. Last last week was rough. All right. Uh, so for my final thought, um, I mentioned it a, a few minutes ago, um, but yesterday um, I went to church for the first time in like forever. So shout out to Nick, friend of the show. Um, his daughter was actually the one that that had the communion. So we were there. Um, and before everyone's like, oh my God, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to keep this to a positive spin here. Um, so church right again it's the first time i've been in years like literal years so i'm sitting there and i'm thinking i kind of thought like what would what would bob do right because i know 
we've had some discussions many a times on this podcast where you in particular solve the world's problems, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, I'm going to fix church. I wonder what so, series of events led you yeah, to that. Yeah, like yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not paying attention to anything. <laughs> um, so I go, I'm going to fix this place, right? Like, because it's it's fact, not opinion, right? Again, I'm going to keep my own opinions out of this. Fact, not opinion that church is dying, right? Across the board, all religions are are down, right? That Everything is down. So I look at it like, it's kind of like baseball. Right. Like baseball is kind of dying. We need to like change some things here to like make it better. Right. Like we need, we're trying to bring in new people. Right. We're trying to draw in new people. Baseball is way too fucking long. No one wants to sit there and watch a four and a half, five hour game. Right. So what do they do? They instituted a pitch clock. Right. Now the games are two and a half hours. People like it. People like it way more. They're like, cool. I know exactly what I'm going to get. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Let's party. So I'm going to fix church, right? I'm going to give church a pitch clock and I'm going to bring it back. And this is what's going to, this is what's going to help people. Right. Um, so first thing, first thing you got to fucking do is you got to put air conditioner in these fucking buildings. Right. So like, I get it. Churches are really fucking old. Most of them were built like, you know, a new one was probably built like a hundred years ago. Uh, but you got, you got to put air conditioner in these buildings, right? Like if you want people to come in, especially in the summertime, you need AC, uh, you, you need some sort of central air, um, pony up. Right. So the other thing about this too, I know you got the money. Well, I know times are tough right now, but you know, you got the money. You look at some of the insides of these places. They spend millions, if not tens of million dollars or had at one point when they were built, um, on like the stained glass and the gold leaf, this and the handcrafted wood and all this, you got the money. Let's let's face it, you got the money. Pony up, put some air conditioner in the buildings, right? You want people to come. Let's 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 help them out here, because um, it got real fucking hot in there real quick yesterday, uh, and it was a warm day. So the first thing is the AC. Got to get some AC in there. The next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna fix the fucking seats. What are we doing, right? Like, again, it's not 1792. Uh, I think we can afford something better than wooden fucking benches, right? Like Fenway Park did it. I know Fenway Park was built in 1912 and everyone had a fucking conniption when Fenway replaced the wooden chair. Like, you remember those, how fucking terrible they were? Well, they replaced them. They replaced them with more comfortable chairs. And now people don't even remember that they used to suck. So I've been to Fenway in so long. I didn't know they got rid of them. <laughs> yeah. They don't suck anymore. Uh, so let's get some like, let's get some like movie theater seating, right? Like not, not the new age, like recliner thing. We don't need that shit. Let's go like the old school movie theater seating. That's like just a comfy chair, something with a cushion on it. Right. Like maybe a, you don't even need a cup holder. Right. But you know what, actually, I would I would suffice to say that airplane seating would be better, right? It's it's you it's tight enough, right? That you can you can have the people because the you know, the, the argument they're going to make with oh well the the church pews you can fit so many people. 
hey man, your problem is that you don't have enough people coming in. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. So you don't need you don't need seats to fit a thousand people because you're not putting a thousand people in this. I would actually argue you if you put like 75 seats in, then there'll be more of an urgency to go because people will be like, oh shit, I gotta get a seat. I gotta get a seat, right? So let's let's throw airplane seats in these places, right? So like again, something with a pay for first class. Yeah, I like that too. Be able to imagine that like if you like you could get membership to the church where you have like the business class seats. Yeah. And like, you know, they just tear their way back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. I get down. I That's fine. It works for me. But like, like I said, the fucking wooden seat, wooden back, it's got to go. You, you got to get rid of it. Uh, you don't need it. You don't need it. Um, so airplane seats would be great, right? Again, we're, we're keeping this positive. We're trying to help some shit out here. Um, the other thing, again, keep in mind, this is the pitch clock in baseball here. We got to make some changes. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be unhappy, but remember it's for the good of the game. You got to get rid of the whole sit, stand, kneel, stand, sit, kneel, sit, stand, kneel, stand, sit, <laughs> sit, sit again, kneel, then stand. Like you got to get rid of it, right? It's too much. It's too much for people to follow. No one knows what they're doing, right? Like we're in a church full of like however many hundreds of people and uh, people are just kind of like awkwardly looking around. No one wins. No one knows when to stand. Some people stand like one corner of the building stands, then they sit. But like in the process, the other part stands and it looks like the wave, right? You got people sitting, standing, just get, do away with it. Just do away with it. Have like a couple times, right? That's like you stand a couple times, you sit, like, that's it. We don't need to do the the back and forth, the constantly moving, shifting, um, we don't got to do it again. Remember, it's the pitch clock. Some people aren't going to like it, but we're helping here. We're, we're staying positive. Uh, the other thing, I don't know. This is just for my own personal immune, amusement. Maybe throw in like a t-shirt gun or something. Like, let's let's make it fun, right? Like, you want people to come back, right? You're trying to draw people back in. Make it fun. Make it like a party, right? Like. Like, um, I don't know, I guess you could call it <laughs> whatever you call it black church, right? Like, I don't, I don't know like what it is. It's like black Twitter, right? Is you got black church, Southern um, Baptist, is it Southern Baptist or whatever it is, but like generally that shit's fun, right? Like you see videos of that, like they're having a blast, right? Like they're singing, they're dancing, they're doing all kinds of shit. Like everyone's happy to be there. Like get the people involved, right? Like give them like, let's, let's go. Like, let's not just sit there and like, listen to some like 87 year old dude, like stutter over some words and like tell the same stories over and over again, like make it fun. Right. Like let's, again, we're trying to, trying to save the game here. Um, yeah. And I think those are, those are my, those are my biggest bullet points. Right. I think if you can, I think if you can do that, I think you might have a chance to save, save church. All right. So I have a couple thoughts and notes yeah. um, for if you want to make it fun, that's okay for communions, weddings, masses where regular people that don't go to church go. For your like every day, like the 9 a.m., it's the walking dead anyway. So just <laughs> regular church is fine. 
Um, I'm actually, so it's funny you said airline seats because I'm actually thinking that if church was run like an airplane, we might be able to work with something here. So one, whether it's a pitch clock or a, a, t- a scoreboard timer, like yeah. 45 minutes starts the second that dude hit it fucking comes out. Yeah. But like the first organ note, 45 minutes. Right. You want to take 40 to do the beginning part? Yeah. Go nuts, man. You want to take 15 five. minutes on your homily, homonym, homily, whatever homily. the fuck it's called, the homily? Homily. Well, now you got 30 minutes for everything else, right? Yep. Yeah. So I like that idea. 45 so, minute pitch yeah, clock. Yeah. So whether it's a pitch clock or the score, or I guess the time yeah. running clock, yep. 45 minutes. Yep. <clears throat> um, everyone should ju- yeah everyone should remain seated unless until like there's like you can put a seatbelt fucking sign up there like <laughs> remain seated until like yeah. you get to a certain point and then if you want to go take a piss go take a piss whatever right um i would encourage smoke breaks but i think i might be i might be asking for a little too much there <laughs> um <laughs> Just like a flight, let the fucking let the let the priest be loaded if he wants to be. <laughs> like let him just be absolutely hammered up there if he wants. To. <laughs> and then, when it is time for communion, your um stewardesses like um on the plane, the stews, flight attendants, yeah. flight attendants, flight attendants. Yeah, so your church attendants come around and they give you. The thing, like an individually sealed oh, body yeah. of Christ. Yeah. There you go. So then when he's like, okay, everyone, you know, seat seatbelt signs on. <laughs> like everyone get down. You can now pull out um you can pull out your body of Christ. I will bless it, and then everyone can just eat it. So it's like, hey, hold it up. And it, like again, it's not a perfect system, but it's way better than get in line and whatever. And it's like and you can get a um like a like a peel top of wine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like on an airplane. Yeah, like a two ounce, yeah, like a two ounce nip of wine. Yeah. Or like you may get a mini bottle, whatever. I mean Yeah, who cares? We're having fun, right? Yeah, why not? Addition, additional blood of Christ available at the back <laughs> for purchase. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's. Oh, is, I this, think... is this blessed too? Yep. Yep. Of course. Sure. <laughs> I think there's potential there, right? Make some more revenue that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're selling memberships with upgraded seats. Yep. Is there, is there a Lux level church? <laughs> you, a, you can have a fish dinner. Yeah, it's called uh, whatever the, the fuck. The, the mega church from Joel Osteen, that fucking guy who steals everyone's money. Basically, what is he that does. What it was? Yeah, what he was doing. yeah, he, yeah, he's got like the massive church in Houston, and he literally owns like three. He owns three private jets, and like all kinds of shit. Then when Houston got hit by the hurricane, they were like, "Hey, can we use your church as a you know a refuge?" And he was like, "Nah, I'm good." So he's a he's a great guy. Sounds it. Yeah. Definitely not a thief. 
definitely yeah. definitely working for the lord he's a man of man of god yeah not evading taxes or anything yeah definitely not evading taxes um but yeah no i mean i think all of those things have potential right and like yeah, I, I, mean, I say it, some I, of them like i'm still not cheek, going but like but... yeah me personally my again my personal opinions aside i'm still not going but like you might entice someone who was like a little bit on the fence, right? Who was like, I don't want to go and sit there for an hour and 20 minutes on a wooden bench in a fucking hot church, right? If you give them a more comfortable seating and some air conditioning, um, maybe they would go, right? Like, that's what I mean. Like, you do it for the people that are on the fence. Could also you're not going to get someone like me to go. No, yeah, because I'm not going anyway. Right. But if you run it like a fitness studio too, where it's like um, you have power church where it's 30 minutes or less. <laughs> you have different classes. Yeah. Yeah. You have different, different, different masses. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like one guy. Like, oh, shit. This one's going to be 90 minutes. But like, you know, he's a good guy. It's 90 minutes yeah. a long time. But yeah, we're going to get into a lot, right? Yeah. You could do that. You could brand it, right? Like maybe, maybe you have like a 25 minute like like session where it's, <laughs> it's like a fucking breakout <laughs> you have a 20 you have yeah, a 25 minute mass where it's like all you do is you just come in and you listen to the priest like talk about like how you can be a better person right like how you should go about your day to live a better life and be a more productive person right some people would totally be down for that maybe you offer another mass that's 90 minutes where they like read literal like verbatim from the Bible and you do your whole thing that you want to do. Right. Like let's, I like that idea. Like the whole studio thing, like a fitness studio, like offer different levels and different packages. I think that's legit. Right. Like I, like I said, some this is like kind of tongue in cheek, but also it's kind of not right. Like it's. Yeah. I mean, so it's tongue in cheeks. We know it'll never happen because we know it won't happen. But like if you the idea, hide, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. The ideas don't suck. They don't. Right. Like there and is if, no and, one, no one, regardless of how you feel, can sit there and say the ideas that we just came up with suck because they don't suck. Yeah. And it's like someone if someone's like super religious and they're listening, it's like, oh, well, you're making a mockery of church. It's like ch church made a mockery of itself. Exactly. And it's like if you're really that butthurt about it, like okay well what is it 60 even so Listen, maybe as father, soon as 60 father years pete ago? will be father pete will be doing the traditional mass at 9 15 sign up for that one exactly yeah um but it, i think it's as close as like 60 years ago they were still doing masses in latin so like are you really that butthurt right like how are you, you're so upset that you should be pissed that mass is now in english right like if that's your if you're that much of a traditionalist so like I don't know. Pounds. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're that much of a traditionalist, there's a church in Medford that does Vietnamese masses. Yeah. Fucking go flip out about that. <laughs> That's not Latin. That's actually probably the furthest thing from fucking Latin. Yeah, I would probably. It's yeah. one of. Yeah, yeah. I think if I think if we were trying to find a language that was the furthest from Latin, I would say the Asian languages would probably be there. A Asian and African. I would 100% agree with you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, no, legitimately, like, I don't think any of those ideas suck, right? I think they're all good. And if you, if, if the church was to hire a business person to come in and like, kind of like save things, 
or like marketing. I don't know what that would be. I don't know if it would be business or maybe it would be a collection of people like someone in business, marketing, PR, design, like whatever, start like create like a team, right? Like a board of directors. Um, I, will, I, I was going to say, actually, like if you ran a church, like a traditional nonprofit, it might actually be a lot better because who's there to hold the priest accountable? Well, actually, we know this, no one, because no one. right around 2003, we found out no one was holding <laughs> anybody accountable. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, even if, like, head priest had to, like, answer to the board. Right. At least, like, holds, again, holds people accountable. It's like, hey, could you just say you don't fucking talk faster? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we will get those cushion seats. Yeah, we'll sell balcony seats. <laughs> you can get the balcony tickets for like six bucks. <laughs> you can buy a season pass. I think yeah, like opportunity. You, like you don't have to like you don't have to pay to attend, but if you want some nicer accommodations, right? You know, like the box up there. Yeah. <laughs> We got box seats with a buffet. But <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know, dude. I think there's like legitimate potential to like fix what's going on there, right? Yeah, I mean, again, it's like if you try to like think about like again, you're not getting me no matter what, so that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But, like, if I knew that, like, I could get, you know, box seats at church, it's like, all right, well, I'm, at least I'm listening now. I'm probably still not going, but. <laughs> go, what's the deal with the box? Oh, it's soundproof. So you don't have to really be quiet up there. You can kind of just, like, hang whatever. Like, the feed comes in. The feed comes in from the. Right. From the mass. <clears throat> yeah. Sell it off as like family friendly, right? Like you split it, you split the box between a fan, like a couple families. You, they bring their kids because there's always the inevitable baby that starts flipping out or multiple babies, right? Like they're just start crying. Cool. You can go up to the box, right? Like you can, you can pay for that. And you know that, you know, if your kid starts flipping out, they're not going to disturb anybody. That's an even better point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, again, none of these are bad ideas. We just know that they'll never be implemented. Because <laughs> ultimately, church is not a baseball game or a flight. <laughs> but, I mean... And if <laughs> and at the end, we'll have the uh, St. Joseph's of Medford uh, credit card application coming around. <laughs> <laughs> get half off all your in-church purchases <laughs> and earn double points on every purchase you make outside of here <laughs> triple points on gas <laughs> Tri triple points on myrrh <laughs> yeah yeah this, the american express myrrh card murica <laughs> What are, what are the levels of card? Well, there's the uh, there's the there's, basic card, 
There's the uh, there's, there's the frankincense, frankincense <laughs> the myrrh, the gold, and then the black. Yeah. What's oh, the black card? I think we all know what the black card is. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Ch- Church gets in the credit card processing game. <laughs> Do you know how much money they would make? They would go back to that would actually be terrifying because then they would go back to being like, like being powerful. One of the most like monetarily powerful non-governmental things ever, right? Like <laughs> that was like the whole thing, like why people were like super scared of the church from like governments and kings and and all like back in the day is because it was non-government. Like there was no regulating body. It was literally like one guy sat in the Vatican and made all the rules. And like I said, like all the kings and queens and fucking presidents and chancellors were terrified of that. I don't know. So if the church wants to give us, you know, say $10 million. <laughs> I would consult for them. We would. We can consult. You can hire us. <laughs> Assuming that they pay up front. Yep. It's a two year deal. <laughs> two years, you don't, 10 you, million. You don't implement my shit in two That's years. That's a Brian Hoyer contract. <laughs> you don't implement my shit within two years. You have all the info. You have that for right. life. Right. But you don't implement it. That's on you. Yeah. I think that's a fair deal. Then I can get my 10 million and invest it. Sell fried Oreos outside. <laughs> I'm just mixing as many things as I can. Fried dough and cotton candy. I mean, like, <clears throat> just as simple as like, okay, you can bring in a, mm, what can cool, what size cooler? There's got to be a regulation, like small cooler. 20 bucks, large cooler, 40 bucks, uh, 30 bucks. Would I say 20 and 30? Yeah, 20 yeah. and 30. And you know what? You want to just get absolutely, you just want to tie one on. Go nuts, man. We'll bless it beforehand for an extra five bucks. Yeah, then you don't have to feel bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dude, there's so many monetary opportunities there. You could have valet parking, right? Because that's another problem, right? Is like, Parking is really tough in some of these places when it gets really busy. Introduce valet parking. Why not? Right? Like, I don't know. I, there's a lot of opportunities to make money here that I feel like are just kind of going by the wayside. Did Jesus like to gamble? Did that ever come <laughs> up? I mean, he gambled on himself, right? Oh, because <laughs> you could. Well, okay. So bingo. Okay. Bingo <laughs> is a huge part of church. <laughs> Or the parishes. Yeah. <laughs> and that effectively is gambling. It basically, yeah. Yeah. I think that they should just go full fucking, full casinos in their parishes. <laughs> you just had kiosks in the basement. Yeah, like, you know, you're going to be at church for 45 minutes and it's like, all right, well, that's the first half of the Patriots game. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that should be a rule done by one. Done by 1215 so everyone can get home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, none of these are bad ideas. 
I get down with it. <laughs> we just fixed. We just fixed the fucking church. That's what we did. We did. So, like I said, but they'll they'll be too stupid and too stubborn to listen. Yeah, they won't give me the ten million dollars so that I can invest it and live in Hawaii and Arizona. Their loss, not mine. Yep, that's on them. Yeah, could be making way more money. <laughs> so, uh, so that's gonna do it. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us. Uh, like I said before, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, uh, hit the like button. Um, you know, <clears throat> also if you're an audio only guy, like, rate, review, uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Uh, Twitter is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. While you're buying shit, you can go to Moonbrew.com. Use the promo code Jared16159. Still hasn't been changed. They refuse to reply to my emails. Uh, but that they're, that, they're, they're not changing it. They're not going to. Um, that promo code will get you uh, 10% off your entire order over there. So good stuff. Uh, I was drinking it earlier. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw me drinking out of this mug at the beginning of the show. Uh, I drink it just about every night <clears throat> when I remember. <laughs> um, and you can also go to grillyourassoff.com, which I just bought some stuff today from grillyourassoff.com using the promo code SarcasmPod. Uh, and I got 10% off. I've used that promo code every single time I've checked out over the last, like, I don't know, three years. Uh, and it works every single time. So it's a multi-use coupon, sarcasm pod. Again, uh, 10% off at, at grillyourassoff.com. Uh, best stuff ever. <clears throat> uh, also, you can use that promo code sarcasm pod at mybookie.com. Uh, and they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. If you live in a state that doesn't have legalized sports betting, uh, that would potentially be your only option. So again, mybookie.com, promo code SarcasmPod. Or if you want to bet on the election. That's true too. There's a lot of things you can't bet on. Or if on you want to- domestic books. If you want to bet on things that don't actually pertain to gameplay. True. Because Massachusetts, you can't bet on like Super Bowl props. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, that is going to do it for us. So until next time- Good night, everybody. <laughs>